0: everyone and again welcome to this uh, very special sports in the future into the future segment uh on christmas eve uh which is to today so everyone again like to wish everyone a very merry christmas i uh, hope you have a fantastic day tomorrow uh, i know the situation in west australia is not hasn't been what we expected but that's that's what happens when you're in the middle of a pandemic uh these sort of things can can happen so, wishing everyone a very merry Christmas and uh, looking forward to, um, you know, talking more about new stuff and new things uh, as we head towards the new year. But anyway, today on Sport in the Future, we're looking at another area of sport which I think needs serious, a serious rethink and a serious change, and that is talent development. Um, and that is looking at talent development. There is a real need to shift uh, about a uh, shift the way we do things in the talent development space. There's a real need to adjust and change and look at how we're doing it to see because I don't necessarily think it's at the benefit it's any more at the benefit of young people coming through it might have been once when the situation was different when a lot of young people had you know were able to and had 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 skills and ability to be able to you know cope with the situation and work through the situation but I think it's changed now and I think we need to uh, we need to address it. I apologise if anyone's watching online and having some problems uh, with the connection uh, stability. We are having a few issues with it again today. Uh, weather conditions do sometimes affect it. It is, it is quite, a, uh, quite a warm day here in Perth. But this is being pre-recorded and will be available again on YouTube later on. So you will be able to catch the episode again in full on YouTube. Uh, much later on but anyway getting into it so let's look at this topic and uh, and why it's such an important topic today sport in the future more not less is better junior talent development must change Uh, I think that's that's a very accurate title uh, of what we're on about. I think it's a very accurate title of what this is about. Um, More, not less is better. Junior development must change. And I know some people are probably not seeing this on Facebook or it's taking a little bit long to come up. Again, I apologise for that. That's not uh, anything that I can control. It's just the nature of, of the connection at the moment, and it's obviously not making it very easy uh, for me but I'll do my best and I'll try to persist through this as much as you can I'll try and hold on slides um, as much as you can to let Facebook catch up uh, and let the broadcast catch up so more not less is better junior talent development must change this is an important one I wanted to bring this up why do some sports seem to think when it comes to talent development that less equals more uh, in the junior space. Why do some sports continue to think, and my sport of hockey is one of these, that has a real problem around this in Australia and and I believe in in many other countries there's a real problem around this, where they seem to think that less equals more, that it's better to have less players with the opportunity to be involved in talent development pathways than to have more, particularly at the lower age level. And I don't think that's necessarily right, and I don't think that necessarily works. So, again, why do we sports seem to think when it comes to talent development that less is more? And if you're joining us on Facebook, feel free to make a contribution at any time. It should actually, it, actually, it should and actually needs to be the reverse of this. Uh, it actually needs to be the reverse of this, more needs to equal less, not less equals more. More needs to actually equal less. So, what do I mean by that? Well, I'll talk about that in a minute of what I mean. But more actually needs to equal less, and and this is something that uh, this is something that does need to need to be addressed. More needs to equal less. Um, that's how it should be. That's what we should be headed towards. That's the direction we should be headed in when it comes to talent development, junior talent. development. Um, what I mean, well, more young participants have access to talent development pathways and coaching increases the chances of the cream rising to the top of the pyramid at senior level. So if you've got more young kids coming through a talent development pathway, when they're really, really young, when they're young, when they're 12, they're 13 or 14, when they're in that position, they've got more young kids coming through, then you've got a better chance of getting the cream to rise to the top when they reach senior level. And, you know, I, I always remember something that uh, the one of the greatest coaches that I ever believe, certainly in Australia, has ever coached, and that's Rick Charlesworth, has said he always wanted more players in line to be in the hockey ruse because he knew that, and the cooler because he knew if that was the case, that eventually the cream, at the right time, the cream would rise to the top and he'd have the right players for the task. And that's what it's got to be. You've got to increase the chances by having more talent involved at the younger age group, and they rise to the top by the time they reach senior level. So again, I come back to this point, and this is a very important point. What are these sporting bodies that seem to believe less is more afraid of? What are they frightened of? What are they actually frightened of here by having more people eligible to come through? You know, I ask this constantly of even my sport of hockey, particularly here in Australia. What are those running the game, those running Talent non Pathways afraid of? Are they afraid of the fact that if there's more kids coming through, their kids won't be, their kids that they favour won't get the opportunity? Is that what it is? Is it a realisation that the kids that they're bringing through are perhaps not really the talented ones, but they're getting those opportunities because they're carrying favour over ones that could be? You know, some of the best players in sport, whether it be hockey, football, whatever it may be, haven't necessarily come through talent development pathways. They haven't necessarily arrived through those. Often they've, they've arrived when they're 18, 19, and suddenly they've matured, and suddenly they're seen as, 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 as a talent. Some of the best AFL players at the moment are coming through the mature age system, not the draft system. Some of the best hockey players in this country in recent times and even in, in past times have not come from talent pathways. They've come by accident through other means. So, you know, sometimes I, I don't think they should be afraid of this. I think they should be embracing the idea of more because they'll get what they want in the end. It'll come through in the end. But if they, if they narrow their, their, their field of view at the start, which a lot of it, this is what a lot of the sporting bodies are doing. By reducing the number of kids, number of participants, number of kids that are actually eligible to be part of talent development they're actually narrowing their field of view, not broadening it, narrowing. So that needs to change. That needs to change. That needs to be a new way of thinking. And that's the only way, that's the only way you can do it. You've got to broaden the base. You've got to give more opportunity, not less. So this comes back to it. What needs to change? Well, this is an interesting thing. What needs to change? And there's probably a lot more things that need to change around this than just this. But these are some of the th- This is probably the key points I wanted to make over what needs to change. I think full representative programs that are limited to one representative squad should not kick in till in most sports and probably in all sports, till around 14 years of age. Um, I don't think there should be any representative programs in the younger than that where it's one team only or one squad only. Um, I think there needs to be, I think, 14 years, then, OK, maybe you start, you start having one team. Um, I did like, a few years ago, what Hockey Australia, Hockey, did here in Australia, is in 13s and in 15s, age brackets, they, create, they allowed, they went from one team to two teams from the state. I don't think that went far enough, actually. I don't think that went anywhere near far enough. I think consideration should have been given to what well, it's saying to the states, you bring as many teams as you can field. They should have embraced that idea of encouraging as many teams as possible from states. You know, and perhaps having divisions, having divisions in competitions, having carnivals, having these sort of things. Um, so prior to this age, representative programs or talent programs should be about maximising participation opportunities, so having more kids participating in it, allowing everyone to experience going to carnivals, so allowing more kids to experience the carnivals or the tournament-style experiences from a young age, so if they're 11, 12, 13, allow them to experience that. They should be allowing all sports participants to have access to talent development coaching in those age brackets. The more that you get, the more opportunities you give to young participants to be part of talent, get talent, access to good quality talent development coaching, the more likely you're gonna see by the time they get to 14, 15, 16, the real cream of the crop, the best ones, the ones that are really dedicated, the ones that really want to do this. You know, often I've seen, and I say this. Talent development programs in my sport are often attracted, more often than not, by flash over substance. By the time the kids, by the time the kids are 18, in the 18s and 19 level, the substance has to be there. The flash no longer works, but often they're attracted to flash at 13, and the flash might be great at 13 or 14 or 15. But the time they're 17, 18, 19, the flash no longer gets them through. And that's where you miss some kids that perhaps you should be looking at because they've got better substance, over flash at a younger age. They mightn't be the most talented, but substantively they are better. And that's why you should be looking at it. You should be looking at it. So that's what we're talking about here, um, essentially, is, is changing the way we think, changing the way we go about it, looking at new ways to do it. And I'd like to hear what the community thinks about this. I'd like to hear what the sporting community thinks about this. I know there are a lot of coaches out there, like myself, that think things need to be different. Uh, We need to change. Like I keep saying, we're coming through this global pandemic. We're moving into a new era. 20th century ways of doing things aren't going to work anymore. We've got to start looking for 21st century options. And we've got to start thinking in a 21st century way. And I think with talent development, that's where that's one area where we have to. Because the other thing is we've talked about previous episodes. More kids are going to choose social sport. More kids are going to choose playing with their mates over certain things. So they may not appear on the talent development pathway to begin with, or they may not appear on the talent development pathway at all, very very late. So how do sports adjust for all that? How are they going to adjust for all? You know, we're seeing more and more kids turn to social sport. More and more kids want to be part of that. More and more kids want to do that sort of thing. So how are they going to adjust to that? How are they going to come up with methods to identify talent? Sports have to think about this. They can't just sit there and say, oh, well, the tried and tested methods worked. The tried and tested methods are now broken. They now no longer work. It's time to change. It's time to shift the direction. It's time to do other things. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'd like to hear what other people think. Different countries are different. There's, there's different issues in different countries. You know, I know there's a whole heap of issues talking to friends that I have in New Zealand. Another whole heap of issues talking to friends that I have in South Africa. Another whole heap of issues talking to friends I have in Europe. Now, Europe's in a unique position. They have a lot of kids that play sport at different in different sporting levels. They can do this sort of thing, and it's relatively easy. Um, then there's a whole new gamut of problems in the United States as well. But we need to figure out better ways of doing it. And we need to do it now. You know, and we need to take the pressure off. That's why I say part of this is actually taking the pressure and the anxiety off young kids so that they're not feeling pressure. So I keep saying, and I've said it before, I actually believe we shouldn't be specialising young kids. We should allow them to play as much sport as they want to and allow them to play as much different sport as they want to, for as long as they want. To. So this is why Talent Pathways are going to have to really think about what they're doing, talent development departments within sports associations and organisations and hockey—I'm I'm pointing directly out here because it's the one, one of the ones that's really going to have to take a cold, hard look at itself. Have to start thinking: how are we going to? How are we going to manage this? How are we going to cope with this? How are we going to do this better? So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this. Uh, coming up over the next uh, few, few days will be some other big announcements. We've got something coming up in relation to sports coaching, which I hope to announce on Boxing Day. Uh, we've also – on and around Boxing Day. We've also got the New Year's message will come up as we move closer to the New Year. Uh, the Great Sports Debates New Year special will be on. There'll be some other shows. So just watch out for what we've got on YouTube. We'll also be on Twitch, uh, and you'll probably appear in some other places as well. So please check all that out. And, again, to everybody – Wish you a very merry Christmas, and uh, if we don't don't speak to you before, have a happy Merry Christmas and a, and, a, and a fantastic New Year, uh, and, and and relax and enjoy it, and we'll catch you on the other side. Bye for now.